0: Welcome to Missing Pieces NPE Life, Episode 11, Phone Call with Mom. I have to say before I get into this episode that it might be triggering for some people. It's raw. And I'm not a therapist in any sense of the word. And I neither condone nor condemn the action of my guest. See, on today's episode, we hear a conversation, mostly one-sided, that was recorded eight years ago in January 2014. It's of an M.P.E., His name at the time was Jeff Johnson. He had just found out the abusive father he'd grown up with, thinking was his father, wasn't. He called his mom to confront her and recorded both sides of the conversation. He's a documentary filmmaker and immediately wanted to make a film about this newly found revelation. He's also a really great stand-up comedian as well, but (laughs) that doesn't come through in this recording. Trust me. The title of the audio he sent me was named Phone call with mom, part one. And I'm just playing it as it is no editing, no music, just the raw audio. And I'm leaving in the silences, which are deafening, quite deafening. And I have to say, at times, it's really difficult to listen to. Difficult because it is so raw, so emotional. I just listened to it for the first time like an hour ago, and I just cried. As an MPE, I think it's the conversation we all want to have with our moms, but rarely do. And I have to say, Jeff is angry, rightfully so. And it shows he does not let his mom off the hook. Not one bit. And something unexpected happened. I started to feel sorry for her. So I think this conversation shows in a lot of ways the entire complexity of our MPE experience. At least our relationships with our moms. A couple notes to set this up. Jeff, who has since changed his last name to Frame, which was his mom's maiden name, and the one originally on his birth certificate, grew up thinking this guy Lyle, who had physically abused him as a toddler, was his father. After fathering Sean, Jeff's younger brother, Lyle divorced his mom and became an absentee father. His mom eventually remarried, and at the age of eight, Brian Johnson, his stepdad, adopted Jeff, and his name was changed from Shepard, Lyle's last name, to Johnson. Brian, the stepdad, sexually abused Jeff throughout his childhood. Seven months prior to this conversation in 2013, Sean, the younger brother, who had a difficult life, addiction, gels, mental illness, he committed suicide on the Friday before Mother's Day. That next January, Jeff wrote this on his Facebook. It was part of an end-of-the-year gratitude post. Quote, The ultimate low point that left an indelible negative mark on 2013 was the loss of my only sibling, Sean. I don't think I will ever understand why he did what he did. I think I will always live with some degree of regret for not being able to be a better resource for him, for not being able to share with him that optimism of the world being wide open that others have shared with me. It was the kind of thing that a family never really recovers from. They disagree to move on, I suppose. I hope I can be better help to someone else needing it down the road. It won't make up for my failings with Sean, but it's all I can do now. No use living looking backwards. End quote. But then this person connected to Jeff's family read his post and then contacted Jeff by email. This is the email Hi, Jeff. I just read your New Year post and really appreciate the sentiments that you expressed. It actually pushed me over the edge, and I've decided to write to you. About something that I hope has been disclosed to you by now, given the events of 2013. I was told you and Sean have different fathers, but this had never been disclosed to you. I just really have issues with this, although I certainly have a lot of compassion for your mom, who was heartbroken, jilted, and unwed when you were born. Plus, she had a lot of difficulty with the family, particularly your grandfather, who fortunately, subsequently, was crazy about you, his first grandchild. But given what Sean did, I can't imagine having you not know this. Genes are a huge factor in determining how will one react to pressure. Sean's suicide was an act of extreme anger and an effort to regain control of some sort of emotional situation. That he was not a full brother, of course, does not make him not your brother. But you need to understand that it is only natural that you would not be able to fully comprehend what he did. Even as a full brother, you might not, but DNA plays a big part so I'm taking some risk to tell you about it. I felt so outraged for you when I was told, as my personal belief is that this is a totally unfair approach. Of course, everyone who was around at the time of your birth knows. It's no secret. But everyone just left it to your mom to decide when and if to tell you. I bet your biological father was an interesting guy, and I hope that maybe you can find him. He was in the army and stationed in Germany, and your mom went there to marry him. Unfortunately, she came home pregnant, And unmarried, bless her heart. In the event that this has not previously been revealed to you, I need to ask you not to disclose where you got the information. Well, even if it has now been disclosed, please don't say anything about this email. End quote. Jeff then called his maternal aunt and grandma. And then just a day and a half later, he made this call to his mother. All right, rolling
1: hello
2: hey hey how you doing good how are you
1: oh I'm good I'm uh, I am uh, this is uh, I mean, this is actually the start of my new uh, film my new documentary my new, uh, um, what's
2: your document what's your new documentary?
1: Well, I just wanted to let you know that I am, uh, I'm recording our conversation. Okay. So I just wanted you to know that. Hello. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So I have a pretty, uh, pretty big question to ask you. Uh, you may even know where I'm heading. I don't know. Um, so I have discovered uh that uh that uh who I thought was my dad my whole life is not my dad. What can you tell me about that? you there? I am. Okay. What what can you tell me about that? Okay. Well, let's let's have a conversation. I think. Um, um, I mean, I think this is a conversation we should have had. I don't know, twenty years ago. I don't know. I I I, I got to tell you, I can't even. I I can't even comprehend why I'm having this phone call with you at age 39 I just can't I can't even fathom it can't even fathom why you would why and why why it wouldn't have been you that I would heard it from I can't I can't even none of the reasons that I've heard make sense I mean yeah so I mean you're not talking yet so I'm just going to share with you what I'm feeling and then I'm going to kind of insist on some information um and some answers um, so I'll, I'll start. Does that work for you? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and start because I, I think you probably, you know, obviously I've had time to prepare for the conversation. You haven't, um, you know, and I, I, I certainly apologize for that, but that's, you know, uh, that's just how it goes. Um, you know, I, you, you've, you've had 39 years to prepare for, the fact that you know about it, and I've had a day and a half, so, um, you know, I think, uh, advantage you, um, in regards to that. So, uh, first thing I'll say is that, um, you there? PM. Yeah. Okay, I feel like I hear it keep clicking, so I don't know what it is. The first thing I'll say is, um, that, uh, um, uh it's not uh um it, it won't it it won't do any good to to f- try and figure out who told me because you you don't know you won't know them you won't know who you won't guess it it's, so that's not relevant it's not you know it's not cindy it's not grandpa it's not I mean grandma it's not uh um you know it's not anyone that you're you're going to guess um, and that had a reason to keep it from me to be loyal to you that way, um, so you know I'm not. I'm not going to tell you who it is because I don't. I don't owe you that. Um, I figure if people can keep a secret from me for for 39 years, I can respect uh, the privacy of the person who was uh, bold enough to finally let me in on it. Um, um, but I did, you know, once I found out, I did call Cindy to get some verification. I, I knew that, I, you know, the state I was in, I was talking to you was probably a bad idea. So I called Cindy. She told me I should talk to you. And, uh, um, uh, I told her that's not going to, you know, that's not the way it's going to work. You're going to have to. And I knew by her reaction that whatever i had stumbled on, uh, was absolutely true. Um, there was no question to me that it was true based on her reaction. So I, I basically just said, look, you're going to have to tell me. You either have to tell me or I have to get, you know, mom out of bed and have a conversation with her that, you know, is not going to, is going to be worse because I'm, I'm obviously emotionally worked up over this information right now. So I need to try and be as rational as I can. And, and, uh, so she talked to me. Um, and then, uh, and then I called grandma and talked to grandma, um, as well. This was uh, Thursday night late, like 9.30, so I've had, from then I had, you know, yesterday, I mean, just head in a cloud all day long, you know, not being able to get any work done, uh, you know, trying hard to figure out how to deal with it, how to process it, what I was feeling, so I've had one day, so you're going to get some pretty raw, uh, uh, raw feelings, I think, uh, on how I'm feeling about it, because I've had one day to process it. Um, and I decided pretty quickly that that uh, you know if I'm going to deal with this and I'm going to process it and I'm going to seek out whoever is my biological father and try and find out information and learn stuff about myself that I didn't ever know, I'm going to document it. I mean that's you know that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to. I don't know if it'll ever go anywhere. I don't know if it'll uh, be interesting to anyone else in the end. But it's going to be documented. So um, just so you know, my goal with that is not to be in any way hurtful or, uh, um, anything in that, that won't be what I'll, you know, be the point of it, the point of it, it'll be therapeutic. That's how I deal with stuff. Um, so that's, that's the prefacing now. And, and now I'll go ahead and get to, you know, what I'm thinking and how I feel. <clears throat> um, the big thing you should know is first of all, I, um, you know, I, I understand initially why it was kept for me and I understand the time period and what happened and I get how hard it must have been for you. You know, I get how tough that situation had to have been. That's not hard for me to understand and, and you know, Cindy made a very big point to me that, you know, of how strong you were to to fight grandpa's wishes that I'd be given up for adoption and I'm sure people you or other people, I'm sure abortion was discussed. So, you know, I, I guess the first thing I have to to be is, I guess, grateful that I am here and around and got to still be part of uh, that family. So I, I get that. And, and so I want you to know that that's not, that's not where any of this will come from as far as, you know, it's not angry at you for being a, you know, an unwed mother or any of that sort of nonsense. Um, I don't think that that doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect, you know, grandma was worried about how it would affect how I would think about myself. And I'm like, that's just, that's ridiculous. I, it doesn't affect how I think about myself. It's, it's, it's irrelevant. So that, that part of it is, um, I just want to get that out of the way right away so that you understand that this is not at all where that's coming from. But, um, then I get, I get to an extent, you know, why you wouldn't have told me as a kid. Uh, I get the time period. I get why you wouldn't have told me maybe as a teenager or worried about me, you know, how I would deal with, it, et cetera. But I don't get, and I think where you really, you've really, really screwed up is, um, I don't think you had the right to not tell me this as an adult man. And for a number of reasons that I'll share with you. Um, I think as an adult, as I was getting married or whatever, you owed it to me, um, to give me this information. And I think that uh, your decision to not do, and I don't know your reasons I've heard some reasons from mom and, or from Cindy and grandma. And I, I think that they're nonsense. Um, just so you know, I, I think that they're, you know, I don't buy them. They're not good enough reasons. It wasn't your right. Um, it wasn't your right to keep it from me. Um, it's not at all your right. Uh, and I think it was, I think that your reasons that you gave ultimately ended up being, um, Reasons that were more about you than they were about me, and I and I don't appreciate it, uh, and I'm angry, uh, and I'm angry for a lot of reasons. And one of the reasons that I'm angry is I think that um, with I, I know you didn't I, I I know that you didn't intend these consequences, and I know that you didn't intend um, for the things that I'm about to say. I know that that didn't go through your mind. You didn't see it that way. That's fine. But uh, again, I think you needed to. To see it that way, I think you need to be able to process, that, process it that way and, and make a rational decision that would have benefited me. Um, one of the things that really, really, really pisses me off quickly and immediately, one of the first things I thought of was, how dare you not give me that information so that I could have had been armed with some sort of knowledge Uh, medically, medical history of another family, genetically, of things that they might have been predisposed towards in regards to things that could have affected my children. Things that, you know, thank God we're at a point where nothing has happened. But, you know, thinking back to when Liam had a seizure, you know, I I, am so angry that you would have put my children at that disadvantage. And I know you never would have on purpose because you love them, but to have put them at that disadvantage where there might've been something we could have watched for that might've given us an early sign. We don't know. Does that family have history of childhood leukemia? You know, things like that in our day and age, we have access to that, that sort of shit. And, and to not give me that information is wrong. It's absolutely wrong. You know, for that reason alone, you were wrong and you've made a huge, huge mistake in not doing that. Um, uh, so that, that's, that, that's the first thing that came to mind. Um, you were wrong to let me have the identity issues that I've had throughout my life. Cause I've always not felt like I exactly fit. Uh, you know, I never felt like I really fit as a shepherd. I never really felt that I fit as a Johnson. I've never connected with those names or, or those whole families. Certainly, Uh, and I've only always connected myself as a frame. That's it. That's all I've ever connected myself with. And, and, uh, you know, I have a whole other half of me that I don't know anything about that I, I I have had throughout my life, this feeling like stuff was missing and I didn't understand why. And, and that I didn't understand why I didn't really, you know, relate at all to Lyle's family. Um, and you know, he and I have a, a relationship, which is great, but I don't, the connection is, is is one that takes a lot of work because we don't have a lot in common. And and that's something that creates issues for me that could have been solved at some point. It could have been explored. Uh, and then, you know, getting to the, the other end of that, the name. I can't even tell you how angry I am to find out that I was born Jeff Frame. And to have that name taken from me, I, I understand at the time why it was taken, and I was adopted as a shepherd. I get it. I understand why you had me get adopted as a Johnson. again, you know, I wasn't crazy about it when it happened. I felt like it would make you happy. I was nine, that's you know. but the truth of the matter is, I very, very nearly after high school changed my my last name to frame because it's the only thing I've ever identified with. And the only reason I didn't do it. The only reason, really, was because I, I, I thought it would i thought it would hurt your feelings. And now in hindsight, I mean, I feel so foolish for not connecting with what I really, you know, that's my name. And that, that means something to me. It's, uh, that name has always meant something to me. And I didn't even know that it was the one I was born with. In hindsight, I absolutely would have changed my name. I mean, you've seen I use it in my photography. I've always had a connection with it. And I would have changed my name to my name that I was born with. That I always, for whatever reason, had a connection to and didn't even maybe understand why or or maybe it doesn't even make sense why I would, but I did. I've never felt... I don't have any connection as a Johnson. I never had real strong connections as a shepherd, but I never had... I don't have any heritage as a Johnson. And now my kids, you know, have are, have a name that they have no biological heritage to either. And you know the importance that I place on, on names because you've seen the way that I've named my children. You know how much I, I value the, the, the symbolism of, of representing heritage in their names. You know it. Um, and, and, and oddly enough out of everything to be angry about in when it's all said and done, that may be the thing that I end up being the most angry about. And now I have a really tough decision to make. You know, it's, it's a lot harder for me to, at this point, change my name. It's going to be more awkward. And I don't know, you know, I don't know now. I I, I know that the truth is you probably had my name changed to a shepherd and ultimately to a Johnson so that you'd have the same last name as your kids. And, and ironically, you've put me in a position where that may be, you know, I may be in a position where because of your decision not to tell me, you may have made it so that I wind up having a different one from my kids. I don't know that they're going to be interested in changing their names because it's the only name they've ever known I'm not going to force them to but I may be in a position, you may have put me in the same position you were trying to avoid by having me be adopted by people and I know you didn't intend it and I, I get it but it doesn't make it any less uh, it doesn't make it any less painful for me to deal with Um, I, I have, I, I may have, I may have half brothers and sisters that I don't know about that I could have gotten to know in my life. You didn't have any right to take that from me, not as an adult. You didn't have the right to take the opportunity from me to get to know and choose for myself. Maybe I meet him and he's an asshole. I don't know. Maybe I meet him and I just don't have anything in common with him either. And and it really, what it explores is that I... You know, really, I still got your half of the gene pool, and I'm I'm frame. I don't know because I connect with them, but I, I don't know those things. I I feel like such a fool that everybody in our family has known a secret about me my entire life, and as I as I sit there and I play the fool, as we talk at family gatherings about how much how clear the gene pool is when. Sean and I have nothing in common, and he's so clearly a clone of our dad, and I'm so clearly somehow from my mom's side, and everybody must glance at each other behind my back going, "Oh shit, you know, nobody say anything because this is about to get real you know I that makes me feel really, really foolish uh, i it's a very uncomfortable feeling for me now, knowing that everybody had this secret about me, but me. Imagine that if everybody had a secret about you. I mean, obviously everybody has had known a secret about you, but it's one that you knew. To have one that you didn't know is jarring. It it makes me uncomfortable. You know, it it bothers me. You 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 know you risk by making everybody be loyal to you. You've risked my relationships with them. Uh, and how I would feel about them, you know, for having kept this from me. That was a big concern to Grandma is how angry I was going to be with her. Uh, no, I'll I'll be fine with that. I, you know, I get. She didn't feel like it was her place. It was out of respect to you. Everybody said it was out of respect to your mother that we didn't do it. Well, I don't know where the respect for me got lost in the mix. But they made a mistake. You made a mistake. You made a huge you made a, a huge mistake in not being the one to tell me, even if it had been you last week telling me. You made a huge miscalculation in not seeing that with the advent of Facebook and the way that I was connecting with family and distant family. I mean, we come from a family that that talks. We come from a, a family that discusses and talks about a lot of stuff and as I get to know more and more grandkids of great aunts and uncles and the idea that you didn't see coming that eventually something was going to slip now I can't for the life of me even fathom how I've gone 39 years without his slipping out to begin with I can't fathom it it's just it's beyond my comprehension Feel like I'm living in a, an absolute dream right now. Like, I feel like just nothing I touch or think is real because I just found out that that a, a part of my history is fiction. A chunk of who I believe that I was is fiction. Now I'm still the same person, but where I come from is is fictional. I've been sold a bill of goods, and it's fictional. I, I'm. I can't even tell you how. How hurt and betrayed I really feel. And I feel betrayed by a lot of people right now. But ultimately, you most of all, I don't understand. I I, I don't I don't get it. I, I don't know if it was because there you know, I, I get that at the time there was shame that went along with your situation. I get it, but times have changed and and, you know, twenty years past that, it it was okay. You could have told me, and, and ultimately you owed it to me to live up to whatever that was it's the most bizarre thing I could have ever imagined to, to get this information and, and to find it out and to find out that my dad was some guy named Rick who was in the army army in Germany and you know you you have no idea how that just completely throws me for a loop floors me and now I'm in a situation where now I get to go try and figure out who he is. And, you know, my God, I hope he's still alive because, you know, you want to see really pissed if I've missed out on the opportunity to even figure out who he is because it waited too long. I'm really going to be angry. I'm so sorry. What?
2: I'm so sorry.
1: Well, I get that, and I you should be. And and uh, you know, that's just I don't get it. And I and I'm sorry that this now is hurtful to you, uh, and I know that you're hurting from it. And I, I I've tried to figure out how to deal with it in a way that wouldn't. And I know you're going through a lot. You know, I know that you're dealing with a lot of emotions with Sean gone. and I, I get it, but. I can't, I can't swallow this. I can't swallow this and and pretend that, it, that I'm not angry with you, so that you will feel comfortable. I can't just pretend that that doesn't exist for me now.
2: I understand.
1: You know, I I don't get it. Well, I've I've certainly unloaded. Um, I think it's it's probably your turn. I need you to catch your breath and as best you can, not not cry, as we need to be able to talk. And I can't just I just can't sit and listen to you cry right now. It's just not going to work. Sorry, <laughs> I, I know that you're upset, and I, I get it, but I'm upset. I'm upset, but I'm, you know, I'm not yelling. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm just trying to be as, as conversational as a matter of fact, as I can right now so we can get some, some sort of information flowing. And, and, and so I can under, try to begin to understand what in the hell you were thinking and thinking that I was not the kind of person who should know this, that that doesn't, there's nothing, there's no reason that I've been told by grandma or by Cindy that that I sit there and I go, oh, I get it. I get it. Nothing about, you know, worrying about me being more divided from my brother. Nothing. It doesn't make sense to me. Because the truth is, that you want to know the hard truth. I think that a big mistake you made was in not telling me. I think you really, you missed an opportunity and you cost me an opportunity to maybe have a little more patience with my brother. It might have explained some things to me in a way that, you know, as a, as a reasonably educated and a reasonably intelligent person that I could have dealt with differently. Maybe not as a teenager or a kid when he was causing those problems and, and doing that. But as an adult, it might have made a difference for how I was able to perceive him. To know that we didn't in fact come from the same people. Why the hell couldn't he get his act together a little bit? I understand better that him and I trying to be the same makes no sense at all. So, um, I'm ready to Shut up a little bit and let you talk. So I'd love for you to just start at the beginning. Not just I'm sorry, but like start at the beginning and give me the information. Tell me what it is. Tell me why I don't know until now. Who's my dad? How'd you meet? What happened? Why didn't you get, I don't, whatever it is, I need to know. It's time to, for you to just unload.
2: No, it doesn't make sense. But I promised Lyle that I would never, that he. That you would always be his son. And that's one that's one of the things. But I was worried for you, for me. All of us because I was afraid I'd lose you, and so now I probably have.
1: I don't think you've lost me, but.
2: What you mean? Maybe- so- Sorry, I didn't give you the information you should have had. I see it as you explain it. I truly was trying to not have you have more questions about yourself or heartbreak. And I made a mistake doing it away. I see that. I never wanted to hurt you, not ever. All I ever really wanted to do was protect you. Yeah, I was—I was wrong.
1: I'm just surprised because everybody has told you you're wrong for such a long time that you've never listened to, to that. And you've shut them out. You've, you've been angry when they brought it up and you know, I just don't, I don't get it. I won't ever. I, I, the truth is I don't think there's anything you're going to be able to say that's going to make me get it. So I guess that's, that part of it is, I don't know, irrelevant. Maybe now I don't know. Cause I've never explaining your motives at this point is really, It's just not... It's not... I don't think there's probably anything we can say that's going to make sense to me. I understand. I'm just caught off guard. I know. I get get that you're caught off guard, and I don't... And I I get why that's not... You know, I get you're caught off guard. Um, And and I've tried to figure out a way not to catch you off guard, but the truth of the matter is, like... You know, I'm caught off guard, too. (laughs) So, you know, touche, I guess. I guess uh, we both get to be caught off guard and have conversations that we didn't expect to have, but... Um, you know, you, uh, you at least have, you know, almost 40 years of information at your disposal, uh, 40 years of reasoning, 40 years of arguments you've given to other people. Uh, I get the information and I get, you know, about 36 hours.
2: The only person that's ever argued with me about it was your grandmother.
1: Cindy, according to Cindy, she has, according to her, Great aunts and uncles have often brought it up. Um, Not to me. Okay. Well, I know that never to me. Okay. Maybe, maybe they only brought it up to her, and she knew she couldn't talk to you. I don't know, but I know that apparently Warren and Glenda have uh, been adamant for quite a while that I should know. Um, Dave, I guess they, Tom and Warren never
2: uh, never said a word to me. Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't know. Okay. Well. They've never said a word to me. And if Cindy knew she didn't tell me that.
1: Okay. And that you know, I mean ultimately that, that part of it is kinda of neither here nor there, honestly, because I uh you know, again, the reasons for it they're just they're never gonna make sense to me. There's just I've tried I know. I've tried to listen to the reasons. And they don't make sense to me. Like the the damage that is done by doing it the way that you've done it instead of another way, to me is so obvious um, as to why why it, it would be better to deal with it earlier. That I just can't even I can't fathom it. Did you really? I, I, here's the question. Here's a question I have. Did you really think that that you you really just intended and never ever tell me, didn't you? You never were going to tell me.
2: Just
1: I know. And did you really? You really? It never crossed your mind. Did it? I mean, you never thought that I might find out on my own, and that and that you were going to have to deal with that coming home to roost uh, if I found out on my own. Really. Does Brian know? Yep. I mean, I assumed he must. I mean, I feel like everybody must know. There seems to be not anybody who doesn't, but, um, I mean, of, you know, extended family Uh. nature.
2: And I had no idea anyone else even had those feelings.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I you know, I guess if you'd have known that that many people were talking about it, it might have clued you into the fact that I was probably going to find out, but... Really, all that, all that, was <laughs> even convers- no a
2: topic of conversation with people.
1: But all that conversation really, really does, really is—you know—I mean—it says that at some point you would have realized you should have covered yourself. It doesn't really speak to the motivation of the fact that I'm a grown man who deserves to know. Because, I've got to be honest, it just wasn't. It, this was not your right. You were way outside of, of your bounds. You're way outside of your rights here they, they stopped it stopped being your story only when at the very least if we want to get technical when I turned eighteen, it stopped just being yours certainly when I got married and certainly when I had children, it stopped being just your narrative I know I have an entire part of my life that's fictional. You know, I feel, it. you know, I can't, I, I help, I feel, I feel like I'm, you know, it feels violating, like this, like being the victim of, like, fraud or, or a hoax or something on my entire life, which is just utterly insane to me. <laughs> just, I do
2: so much frame through and through that... But...
1: I get that. And maybe that's that, you know, and maybe that's what I would find too, but man, I deserve the right to figure that out for myself. And I'm not saying if you had told me at 20, that there wouldn't have been any sort of anger or any sort of confusion. Obviously that's big news to get at any point in your life. But I, I, you know, I mean, you magnify that by an additional 20 years and, and it's different than it would have been. I guarantee you that like I could have, we could have had 20 years of recovery you know, for me to get over that information at that point. Getting it now, I mean, there's so many things in play now that I can't even put my head around, you know. I mean, I was born Jeffrey Allen Frame. That should be who I am. And now I've got kids that don't have that either. Now i got to have an awkward conversation with my kids. That doesn't even begin to scratch the surface of all the awkward things that I've got coming up. It'll
2: affect how?
1: Huh?
2: It'll affect
1: everything. Well, how can it not? No. I obviously, I have to have, first of all, like I'm not a private person. (laughs) Eventually this is something, this is is something I'm going to share. You know, I already talked about it on stage last night. I've already told half a dozen friends because um, I got to talk about it, man. It's, it's blowing my, my mind in a way that I can't even wrap my head around. I, I need to be able to talk about it and have conversations about it, and I am. And, and eventually it's, you know, so now I, I get to the, the next thing I get to figure out is how to have a conversation with Lyle without hurting him. With still maintaining a relationship without, you know. That's the next awkward thing I get to figure out. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about his role in not telling me. I I get probably why he didn't want to. You know, I get the the fear of maybe that erasing him, you know, as my dad. And and I get that. But like, here we are. I get to now figure that out. I get to figure all this out at what is the, the busiest, most stressful time in my entire life. And I get I get this dumped on my lap in a way that like it has to be dealt with. I got to dive in, and now I got to figure out how to juggle, you know, professional uh, needs along with now personal stuff that I never anticipated becoming a private investigator for. You know. So, all right, beyond, you know, you know, whatever damage there is, 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 is done. I, I, you know, it's not going to get undone in a phone call or, or you're you're not, you know, there's nothing magical that you're going to say to me that I'm suddenly going to Your whole
2: world's been blown apart. No, no, I, I know,
1: I know, but let's, you know, beyond that, let's, let's you know, there's nothing that's just going to say to me that it's just going to go, Oh, okay. I, I get it. That's not going to happen. I, I don't, no, I didn't, I, I didn't I expect understand. it. I didn't expect that to happen. It's not really, I guess I'd I'd like to understand it, but I also instinctively know that there's nothing that you're going to say that I'm really going to understand it. Cause it's just not, there's just, it's not going to make sense to me. And, and ultimately, you know, to get it out there, you're wrong. You were wrong. You were mistaken. It was the wrong, was wrong, it was the wrong decision. And, and so it's, uh, You know, now I need to know some information. I need to know the reality of, like, uh, who he is. You know, all I know is that you met him. You start, you tell me. I need to know. I need to know that narrative of where I come from. Can you give me just a minute to blow my nose so I can yeah, talk? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, give me give me just a second too, okay? You need a second, I need a second, okay? Hello? hello
0: i'd like to thank jeff Frame for sharing that intimate conversation with us god it kind of feels like we just eavesdropped on a private conversation i think we did As a side note, Jeff's mother passed away a few years ago, and I'll bring Jeff back in another episode, maybe more than one. Please like, rate, follow, and leave a review for Missing Pieces on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Also, if you're digging the podcast, please pass it along to a friend. If you need to get in touch with me, contact me on Instagram at npe underscore life underscore podcast. My name is Don Anderson. I'm the host of Missing Pieces. The music on today's episode was provided by Billy Sullivan of Sully Stone Music. Speaking of music, I have an amazing episode coming up featuring the very talented Corey Goodman. I gave her a prompt to write a song, and it's amazing. I've been working all week with Billy Sullivan, recording the music and mixing. The episode will be out soon. Make sure you subscribe so you won't miss it. Thanks for listening.